I want you to turn with me over to the second book in the Bible, Exodus. I'd like to go to chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. If you don't recognize it, it's the Ten Commandments. Verse 16 of the commandment says, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Someone shortened that and said, Thou shalt not lie. Pastor, where are you going with this? Lord, I ask you this morning to anoint us to hear and to speak. Father, may we, may we be in the kingdom that which you desire us to be. Father, today we're in a place where we need to be that light. And I pray it be so, Lord, among those that carry the blood-stained banner of our Christ. May it be glory to him, I pray it. Let everybody say amen. I know it'll age us. I also know that there's a new one out, so uh, I think most of us can identify with this. How many of you remember when you were growing up a show on television, it might happen to be black and white, but it was called Superman? How many remember Superman? How many of you know the new Superman? Really? Well, good. Well, I understand John brought me up to date a little before the service. They don't do this anymore. I haven't, I've seen the newer Superman, but I, I haven't watched it. I don't, I don't watch TV like I used to. And, uh, but I grew up early in my childhood, or at least when I was 11, I think, or so, we finally got a television. And we grew up somewhat watching Superman. I liked Matt Dillon. John Wayne, Mighty Mouse, and Superman. But I want you to ask you, how many of you remember the statement when the, when the Superman show came on, it would, it would sing a song about he was uh, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound and something about fast as a bullet, faster than a speeding bullet. But it would always end, it went, it went something like this. He fights for truth, justice, and the American way. That taught us young people something right there. He fights for truth, justice, and the American way. Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of this great country, I have to ask the question, what has happened to truth and justice and the American way since Superman is gone? I'm not speaking of propositional truth. I'm talking about telling the truth. It seems that truth is no longer important in the fabric of our society. But I want to declare to you in this sanctuary and in our stream all over this world this morning, the high court of the universe is not going to ignore the fact that we have departed from truth. Rest assured, God has commanded the importance of being and telling and living the truth. Lying has become a way of life in America, and it breaks my heart. In this blatant disobedience, 
has not gone unnoticed. Film producer Linda Obst describes Hollywood culture in this way, quote, inhale, lie, exhale, lie, end quote. On the internet, I looked it up and I just picked some of these because I thought they were common among us, but I want to just talk to you about, about the most common lies. So I'm going to list a few of them. I'm on my way. We lie about our age, just like that. Unless you're under 12 or under 16, and you'll say five and a half. <laughs> the check's in the mail. It must have gone to my spam folder. My phone's been acting weird lately. I don't watch much television. I'm almost finished. <laughs> I love this one. It's so great to see you. That makes me wonder if you really do like to see me. <laughs> Here's one. I'm good. <laughs> I love this one. This, this, I looked at the top 20 and the top 40. Here's one. This is delicious. <laughs> the next one is, my wife doesn't understand me. I have to meddle there a little bit. If you're in a marriage and you begin to shoot at each other and you keep shooting at each other, both sides are going to be destroyed. And you'd be surprised, sir, how much your wife might really genuinely understand you if you'd stop long enough to be quiet so that she could be heard. And let me just say that train travels both ways on the same track. But I hear it all the time. She just doesn't understand me. He just doesn't understand me. It's because there's no communication. My popularity just became past. Here's one at the restaurant, I would assume. You get this one, I'll pay the next time. Here's one. I've never done anything like this before. It's not the money, it's the principle of the thing. Trust me, I'll take care of everything. Ladies and gentlemen, it can be so subtle, but it almost seems like lying has become America's favorite pastime. It's an atmosphere that affects us. It's almost like 
a blinded demonic power that engulfs the whole nation. The psalmist David saw it. Chapter 12, verse 1, listen to what he saw. Help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. Everyone lies to his neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. One of my spiritual heroes who came about several years ago out of political upheaval... He is now the late Charles Colson wrote a column for Christianity Today. And he called our society a post-truth society because lying is so prevalent. Ladies and gentlemen, that was over 10 plus years ago. But I want to speak not of truth and justice in the American way, though I want that to be. I want to speak for a moment about truth and justice and God's way. Let me declare to you that our text, Exodus 20, 16, the obvious and direct application were the court system and the procedures of the court. God commanded that you are not to give a deceptive witness about your neighbor. It means you are not to lie, period. God made it, I believe, very clear in this new society that had become Israel to set an example for history. He gave these commandments. In this new society, he declared false testimony against your neighbor was an anathema. You can read that in Deuteronomy 17, 7 and in chapter 19, 15 through 21. An anathema, ladies and gentlemen, was an ecclesiastical banishment of anybody or anything that was not absolutely true. It was cursed. And I want to tell you something. To tell a lie brings a curse. And you think you get by with it for a while, but I want to tell you something. You have sown something you will reap. Let's be, let's be serious for a change here. Let's stop arguing with other lies. Let's be very clear. Ladies and gentlemen, nation America, lying is an abomination to God, and his ears are not deafened to it in this late hour. I will read Proverbs 6. 16 through 19. These, hear this, this is God. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look. Somebody needs to take that word to Hollywood. A proud look. A lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift in running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies. And one who soars discord among brethren. Over in chapter 12 of Proverbs, verse 22. 
Lying lips are abomination, are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. Why does God hate lying and dishonesty so much? Why does God put such a hard line from, from uh, our concept today of, of laws and obedience and disobedience? Why does God draw such a hard line? Number one, it is because Satan, God's enemy, is the father of lies, John 8, 44. He starts them all. Secondly, it's because God is the God of truth, Psalm 3, 1 through 5, John 14 and 6. God is a God of truth, and thy word is truth. Thirdly, this is what we miss, I think, even though we understand the other. Lying, ladies and gentlemen, Young, old, rich, poor, bond, free, pastor, politician, plumber, whatever you are, lying is a sin. It sins against yourself, it sins against others, and it sins against God. And the reason that it's sin is because sin always destroys. Oliver Wendell Holmes said, quote, Sin has many tools, but a lie is the handle that fits them all. End quote. I want to quickly cover some variations of lying. And I, I put a lot of time here to make this happen. Because we just talk about, well, it really isn't a lie. It, if it was, it's just a little what? White lie. The scripture didn't say thou shalt not bear a little bit or too much or half or so much truth, a, a witness against your neighbor. It says you shall not. I want to tell you something. It's only faltering humanity that changes the rules all the time. Boy, that overwhelming. I want to talk about variations of lying. Because today our world is so subtle. First of all, I want to start with outright lies. Psalm 34, 13. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. That means you have the power. You make the choice. You stop it. Then there's not just outright lies. There's rumors. Exodus 23, 1 through 2. You shall not circulate a false report. I, I want our politicians to wake up and hear this this morning. I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. Say amen. You shall not circulate a false report. Do not put your hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. You shall not, young people hear this, you shall not follow a crowd to do evil, nor shall you testify in a dispute so as to turn aside after many to pervert justice. If you see people perverting justice and you join that, you're just as guilty. Then, there's a thing called gossip. 
Proverbs 20, 19. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. Then there's slanderer. Psalm 15, 1 through 3. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Good question. Who may dwell in your holy hill? The answer from the throne comes back and it says, He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who, do, who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against a friend. And there, there are those who say, I've never told a lie. Do you know that you can be silent and be part of a lie? Psalm 29, 24. Whoever is a partner with a thief hates his own life. I wish our young people in America could be taught the truth of this word. Whoever is a partner with a thief hates his own life. He swears to tell the truth but reveals nothing. Then there's flattery. It's Romans 16, 18. And he was speaking of those who cause division. And he goes on, Paul writes, For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech they deceive the hearts of the simple. And then there's lies that are called exaggerations and boastings. James 3 and 5 and 14. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. Verse 14. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. And then there's a lie called hypocrisy. Titus 1 and 16, they profess to know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. How many of you know this is pretty straightforward? And then there's false teaching that is lies. Second Peter Peter described it through the Spirit of God, chapter 2, 1 through 3. Listen to this in our day and time. Listen and see if this doesn't describe us. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false prophets among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves and bring on themselves swift destruction and many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed by covetousness selfishness wanting what i want being god of myself all that matters is me i will serve the trinity of me myself and i 
by covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle and their destruction does not slumber. Ladies and gentlemen, destruction is coming. God will not ignore it. I know I'm not popular today. I know this is not goody two-shoes and feel good about everything. But I want to tell you, all of us are going to give an account when we stand before God Almighty, saint or sinner. My parents taught me, and my grandparents, thank God, they had this slogan. It was called, honesty is what? Honesty is the best policy. George Orwell said this, quote, in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act, end quote. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25, Paul writes to that church. I want to read you just that 25th verse. He's talking about being born again and putting on the new man and giving discipline and discipleship to your life. Paul, Paul wrote in the epistles in the New Testament, he didn't say just have a mental ascent of God and come and say a little repentant prayer and then get up and go live your life any way you want to, good old God and the grace of God. Ask Jonah how that turns out. He's talking about we have to make decisions. We have to put on the new man and put off the old man. There are things that we do out of discipline to become more like Christ. Verse 25, therefore, putting away lying... Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Let me, let me just kind of paraphrase that for us this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, God calls the twice-born man and woman, young person, to be an absolute example in their lives, and can I say especially in this last hour. Generation 2020, that's all an introduction. Here goes the message. You ready? <laughs> Generation 2020, first of all, commit to live a life of integrity. Young people, live a life of integrity. Middle-aged grandparents, live a life of integrity. I th I'd like to, I won't do it. I just start to say, stop and look your partner, whoever you're sitting by right in the eye and say, live a life of integrity. Back in 1989, July the 10th, in Sports Illustrated, a seven-year-old first baseman by the name of Tanner Munson never imagined he'd be in Sports Illustrated. A seven-year-old boy playing first base. While playing t-ball in Wellington, Florida, Tanner fielded a ground ball and tried to tag a runner going from first base to second base. The umpire was named Laura Benson. She called the runner out. But young Tanner immediately went to her side and said, Ma'am, I didn't tag the runner. Umpire Benson reversed her decision and sent the runner to second base. Two weeks later, Laura Benson was again the umpire. Tanner was playing shortstop this time. This time, Benson ruled that Tanner had missed the tag on the runner going from second to third. 
She called the runner safe. Tanner, I guess body language-wise, obviously disappointed, tossed the ball to the pitcher and returned to his position at shortstop. Umpire Benson went to Tanner and asked what was wrong, and he quietly said, I tagged him. Umpire Benson's response, you're out. She sent the runner to the bench. When the opposing coach rushed to the protest the call, Benson explained what had happened two weeks before, and she finished her statement with this. If a kid is that honest, I'll give it to him every time. Parents, grandparents, coaches, umpire, teachers, leaders, politicians, preachers, adults who are supposed to set an example for young people and children, the American way, let me say the Christian way, that should be championed as truth again and it should be absolutely a fabric of this society. There's a great acoustic to help evaluate how we speak and whether we speak truth or not. It's the word think. T-H-I-N-K. So we should ask, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Ladies and gentlemen, that is a commitment to a life of integrity. So let me ask you a question. If somebody says something negative about you to another person, how many of you want that other person to give you the benefit of the doubt? How many of you want that? How many of you don't want not anything? How many of you want somebody to give you the benefit of the doubt? Then you honor others with the same. Number two, own up to your actions, no matter what it costs. One of the most tragic stories you'll ever read is in the Bible. It's about a couple by the name of David and Bathsheba. That whole affair turned into a huge web of deceit for years. All because David was hiding his sin and unwilling to own his actions, it was sin, and he was the king. Your life, ladies and gentlemen, is really not true. It is not true what's being said today. It's your life. You can live it any way you want to. You owe nothing to anybody. You can say what you want, live like you want, do what you want. Do That is not true because your life affects the life of others. And you're responsible for, to be your brother's keeper in a great measure. You're responsible for your example. It cost David 
That sin cost Bathsheba. By proxy, it cost Uriah his life, murder. It cost the kingdom that David ruled. It cost the family for years. The sword did not leave it. But I want to declare to you today, the good news is this. If you've sinned and you will own it and bring it to God, if you'll own it, God will forgive it. Thirdly, think and say the best about people. I got to say something. I don't like this, but sometimes we're required as ministers to be transparent. I wish I could tell you that from my first breath to this one, I've always said the best about people. How many of you know that the propensity of human nature is to go negative? So please help me. How many in this room have ever gone negative? You have no much how I appreciate You have no idea how much I appreciate that. I've learned misery does love company. <laughs> Say the best about people. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, 7. That's the love chapter in case you didn't recognize it. But if you really love and you say you love, let, let me just say something. Selfishness is the opposite of genuine love. So when we are a nation so selfish, so selfish, so selfish, we say we love, but it is in speech and it's not true. And if it is to any measure because we're so full of self, it is a very thin love if it lasts at all. Pastor, why would you say those things? Because we need to hear it again. We, ladies and gentlemen, God is going to judge us based on truth. Truth, real truth, not conjured things. 1 Corinthians 13 says that love will bear all things. It will believe, it will go above and beyond. It will hope all things. It endures beyond measure. Number four, don't, I'm just putting it as plain as I can, don't gossip. Turn to somebody and just take a quick glance at them. Come on. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Don't gossip. Proverbs 26, 20 says, I love this. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. And it goes on to say, and where there is no tailbearer, strife ceases. Number five, keep your word. Matthew 5.37 says something like this, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Number six, be honest with your dealings with others. Can we just say that aloud? Is that up there? Let's just say that together. Ready? Be honest in your dealings with others.
Let's say that again. Be honest as you're dealing with others. Don't you think that being honest would seem like a simple thing to us? Don't you think it would be such a simple thing to be honest? But I tell you, not for fallen creatures like us. For years, a few years ago, a politician, been back when I was much younger, I'll never forget this, and it, 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 it upsets me to even say this, but watch this. His name was Adlai Stevenson. Some of you remember him. He took Scripture, two parcels of Scripture, mingled it together, which I think is extremely dangerous. You make God's Word say something that was not intended, Mr. Stevenson, you're going to give an account for that. And I don't really know anything about his life, but I didn't like this. But he, he, he described a lie in this manner, quote, an abomination, a lie is an abomination unto the Lord, but a very present help in the time of trouble. That kind of twisted thinking and quick twisted concept, ladies and gentlemen, is a major problem why we have what we have in this country today. Unfortunately, that seems like America, even God help us among Christians. That's how we define lies today. At convenience or don't want to admit the truth or we get caught. I'll never forget my mom and dad, something like this when I was a child. They'd say, if you, if you don't lie, you don't have to remember. But if you're going to be a liar, you better be 100% able to remember everything. Number seven, believe the truth. Believe the truth. Believe the truth. Believe the truth. Listen, being truthful begins with believing what is true. Young people, mom and dad, America, planet Earth, God's Word is truth. God's Word is the absolute whole truth. It is nothing but the truth. And so help us, God, we had better operate in that mode. Believe the truth. Heaven and earth, all existence pass away. But this word's going to exist forever. All oh, pastors, just an archaic book written over ancient times, all the authors and all that. Let me tell you something. This book was inspired by the Holy Spirit himself. God authored this book so that mankind for all these centuries could have a means by which you could have a civil society. And God created us and put a soul and a spirit in this body and he has a right to require something out of us. Ladies and gentlemen, let me make it clear. Today you and I as human beings of almost in a society that is so has become so pagan and so understanding and so diluted that we are hardly, if any, above the the value of a barnyard animal but I want to tell you something we are far greater than the animal kingdom we are built in the image of the creator himself when we can murder unborn babies as easily as we can shoot an animal or destroy an animal ladies and gentlemen our thinking has been affected by a devil 
Pastor, why would you say things that straight? Because we need to hear it straight. Believe the truth. Believe the truth. We need to believe the truth, first of all, about our hearts. Today, everything is you just follow what you think. You follow what you do. You do right right for you. I sent, I sent someone here a long time ago to some people, to a Christian counselor. And after they came back, I said, tell me what the counselor said. Because this is a Christian counselor. I gave a biblical directive to that person. And I sent them, because I didn't have time, I sent them to a counselor. I I asked, what did they say? And the very first thing came out of the mouth of that person. Well, the counselor said, I just need to do what's best for me. Can I tell you that was 25 years ago? Listen to what Jeremiah, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and for all of you who follow Hollywood and say, oh, just follow your heart, follow your little heart, follow your heart. Don't you ever follow a heart that's not twice born. You follow your heart and you hear the voice of Satan who will try to destroy you, he will destroy you. We teach our children, just follow your heart. You better follow a twice born heart. Listen to what Jeremiah said about the heart in in a sin-cursed planet. The heart is deceitful above all things. It's that voice in you. It's that part in your soul and in your spirit. Above all things. And it's desperately wicked. Let me just stop and say, I promise you I'll stop preaching sometimes this morning. (laughs) Listen, our world today thinks that humanity is basically, when we hit this planet, we're basically good. You're good, I'm good, we're basically good. We just have problems, and if we can just get to a philosophy like like Buddhism, where we can reach Nirvana and all that kind of thing, we just be at peace. Have you seen these bumper signs that gives all the religious, and it just says something about, what does it say? Coexist, thank you. Listen, God's not going to coexist with all the man-made gods. He never has, He never will. He never has, He never will. All those other gods are man-made. God made us. we got to know about our heart. And He said, who can know it? It's desperately wicked. But watch what He says. And watch, I, want, I, the Lord, search the heart. I bring a conscience into your soul and your spirit. I woo you. I draw you. I measure in the balance there. I search the heart. I test the mind. God says, I see what you think. I know what you think. Be careful what you listen to. Because even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Ladies and gentlemen, we have two voices vying for us today. It's the voice of Satan and the voice of God. And the one you listen to will determine your eternal destiny. If you follow this world's value system and what it is currently preaching, you will follow Satan to an eternal lake of fire. But you follow God, he'll change that heart and give you a heart that will be totally new. Saint, sinner, 
as long as we swallow this, I'm pretty good and you're pretty good and I'm just as good as everybody else and we're all in this together, let me tell you plainly this morning, you're living in a world of deceit. Our hearts need God. Ladies and gentlemen, in America, we will not blatantly continue to sin in the face of God when this nation has had more present gospel through radio and television and books and tapes and the history and all of that. God is not going to ignore the fact that we blatantly will absolutely lie and sin against Him. If you think that we're going to reap good out of that, think again. Pastor, that's bad news. We don't want to hear that. Understand that Satan's playing for keeps. Lastly, we need to know the truth about Christ. And I know I'm on streaming all over this world. I just want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, in this sanctuary and all across this world, by means of the internet, Facebook, YouTube, wherever we are, and we're on them all, I want to tell you something. You have to come to grips with the fact that Jesus Christ was the only Son of God and He was and is divine. He is part of the member of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and there's God a Holy Spirit. And those three are in such agreement, they're considered as one, and they will not divide, they do not argue. They are absolutely in agreement. And you've got to believe the truth No other prophet, no other prophet ever came back from the dead. No other prophet was fully God and fully man. No other prophet laid down his life for the sin of the world like Christ's son did. And he's the only one that's coming back. Let me just tell you, you can call this narrow-mindedness. You can do what you want, but truth, nation, USA, men, women, society. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through me. And that's why the world hates Him. That's why the world rejects Him. That's why they're trying to silence Him. Because nobody wants to be responsible for anything anymore. Hey, maybe you still love me. This is a book. It's true. Ladies and gentlemen, I think America should commit to truth again. Don't you? Do I dare say this? This is what I meant about a different message. Do I dare say this? Do God's people need to commit again to tell the truth? Do we have false prophets in the name of the Lord today? Do we have, do we have false preachers in the pulpits in the world today? I think we need to make a commitment. Lord... As for me and my house, Joshua said centuries ago, I'm going to serve the Lord, and I'm going to serve Him in truth and in liberty.